0: I'm Aspen.
1: And I'm Josiah.
0: And this is Asking for a Friend.
1: A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories.
0: Where every week, we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking
1: for a friend.
0: This week, we have a good friend of ours, (laughs) a very talented artist, a wonderful friend, a great wife. We have Alice. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey alice hi guys <laughs> excited to be here also yeah. like semi-nervous just because i don't do this stuff
1: that's <laughs> no, great yeah, we're just we're just talking with microphones in front of our faces yeah, it's so. true that's, that's what i'm is. telling myself <laughs> yeah but
2: i will say i wore my husband's brave yeah. shirt in honor of doing something that's <laughs> <Yes>. uncomfortable <laughs> oh we love that
0: nice. oh that's awesome yeah so tell us a little bit about who you
2: are yeah. your story what got you here those are a lot of questions that's a lot but they're, yeah. great. they're <laughs> great they're great questions So I'm originally born and raised in Wisconsin. I was born in Milwaukee specifically. And until I was 22 years old, I lived there. Thank you. (laughs) And so um, I grew up in a split home. My parents divorced when I was pretty young. I spent some time floating back and forth between their homes as I got older, was able to drive myself, things like that. And then I moved down here when I was 22. Uh, Did not like the cold of the North, Mm -hmm. (laughs) had friends down here. I've always loved traveling and going other places, meeting people. And so the idea of living somewhere else that wasn't where I'd always been like was like a huge pull for me. And it was easy just because I already had a small community already established. So I came down, um, spent the first several years just kind of like figuring out who I was as a young person. Um, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a mixture of a city environment and then also part-time on my dad's like farming community mm-hmm. area on his farm. And so I had a lot of diversity, a lot of differences, but still to degree, like you're in a bubble, mm-hmm. even if you have diversity as a child, because as you get older, you're just kind of like um, figuring it's, yourself yeah. out still. I'm yeah. figuring out the world mm-hmm. around you. Right. Yeah. And so I moved down here and yeah, the first few years were just kind of like that, like getting my grounding, meeting people Figuring out who I was as like a bigger city dweller and not just mm-hmm. like a smaller city dweller uh, where I was from. And so um, it was a beautiful experience. But at the same time, like the 20s are so hard. <laughs> yes, they are. I'm yes, not they are. a huge yeah. fan of the 20s. <laughs> I always gravitated towards people that were older than me. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to have deeper conversations than I felt like a lot of the people my age were wanting to have. Mm-hmm. So I was always yeah. just kind of like naturally going to older people. But yeah, Nashville's been great. I love it here. It's very much home. Actually, wait, today's the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Today is exactly eight years that I've been in Nashville. Oh,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. That's, that's awesome. awesome.
2: Ah, that's great. Um, it's also my father's birthday, so I need to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call
1: <it's> dad. <laughs> I
2: was like, you know, trying to get out the door yeah. to get here, and I totally forgot till now. So, yeah, so great things um, on today, like very significant things. So. Yeah, in recent years, I feel like my time in Nashville has been just growing in a deeper understanding of who I am as God's child um, mm-hmm. in relationship with him. And then the most recent couple years, uh, getting to know my now husband yeah. and getting married last year. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm a photographer. Yeah. yeah. I've been doing that since I was 11. Um, yeah. Not professionally, of course. But I actually just went full-time just a little over a year ago yeah. with that. Awesome. So that's been really Congratulations exciting. on that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah huge accomplishment. Yeah,
1: Listeners, so if you visit our website, any pictures you see on there of Aspen and I are taken by Alice. Yes. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. So we've been working with her for a little bit and yeah. she's just a joy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I love working um, with you guys too. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you've been a photographer since you were 11. Mm -hmm. So that's been a pretty significant thread throughout your life, it sounds like. So how Mm -hmm. has that interacted with your faith and your relationships?
2: Ooh, okay. I'm going to start with relationships first. Cool. And then kind of like move into the faith aspect. So... It's been a thing in my family, I should say. My grandfather on my mom's side, my dad, my mom a little bit. I've had several aunts and uncles that have done it, ran a camera shop. So it was always kind of there, but yet it wasn't at all like forced upon me. I kind of just found it on my own and picked it up. Mm -hmm. And wasn't until later in life that I was like, oh, this kind of like runs in the family a little bit. But I think the biggest thing for me with photography is... Well, okay. two big things for me is just beauty in general, being able to see the world around me, Mm -hmm. capture it, capture it in a way that's like authentic, because like you can only manipulate so much. Well, with Photoshop now, honestly, you can do a lot more. Mm -hmm. But like with just a camera, you can only do so much to capture what's around you. So this idea of being able to see the world around me and capture its beauty has just always been um, something I've been drawn to doing. And then the second thing being people and just the connection Mm -hmm. it can bring. Mm -hmm. And I started off in the wedding world, which was fine and it was great. And it was big portfolio builder and I'll still do some like second shooting for friends on occasion to help them out. But for the most part, like I like the connection of one-to-one or small group Mm -hmm. shoots and doing that with um, people in a way that I can like talk to them and relate to them and really get to know them and just not rush on from one thing to the other. And so... I would just photograph my friends and I love capturing them. And that was like a huge part of how I got started. Um, but as I've grown over the years, like personally with my business and everything, I've just really leaned very heavily into the ability to connect with people and mm-hmm. to uh, build relationships with them and not mm-hmm. just like be a person who takes a photo and then like yeah. runs out the door with right. a check. Like that's so yeah. no, <laughs> like, not me. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not a fan of that. Um, so that's kind of how I feel like it, it intertwines with relationships, but with my relationship with the Lord and and my faith in general, um, man, that's a big question. And I feel like that's one that I'm still, still learning new facets of every day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I actually, I refused to do photography seriously for the longest time because mm-hmm. after doing weddings, I was so burned out and I was like, I never want to trade the thing that I love, that I feel like I'm bestowed with this gift of doing from the Lord, I don't mm-hmm. want to trade that in for money ever and make it yeah. just a thing that I do. Yeah. And so for the longest time, out of fear of that, I just said no. And unless people kind of like forced to pay me, like I just <laughs> yeah. would do it because I wanted to do it. Um, but as I moved down here and got older and, you know, started growing even deeper in my relationship with the Lord, I started to feel like, no, you need to do this, Alice. Like I created you in part to do this. And if you're not doing it, Mm. you're not listening to me. (laughs) Like I'm asking you, I'm calling you to step into this. And so I feel like it was a very gradual process of the Lord, like being like, Hey, I want you to step into this. And so for me, it's Mm -hmm. been a building of trust with God. Um mm-hmm. a acknowledging who He created me to be and not resisting it. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, that's kind of
1: Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's that's really cool to hear how your not only your passion but your faith have really intertwined together mm-hmm. in a lot of pretty significant yeah, ways for they're you. not separable. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely feel the same way. Um mm-hmm. so you mentioned beauty and how important that is Mm -hmm. for you to capture. Can you dig in a little deeper to that and tell me, tell us why that is like, Mm -hmm. where does that drive come from?
2: Absolutely. I mean, a lot of it, I just naturally am a lover of the small moments that the Lord reveals himself Mm -hmm. and his love and Mm -hmm. his grace and his mercy and just the many, many facets of the Lord. Those are just a few, obviously, but, um, So, beauty is just one of those things that I feel like showcases the heart of God so, so well. And so, whether it's beauty in a person or beauty in creation, like I grew up on farms. So, you know, exploring Mm -hmm. fields and capturing kittens in the barn that aren't Mm -hmm. tame and going to the mountains and going camping or like whatever it is, there's a connection with the Lord there that is unlike just thinking for me, like I love thinking and I love like nerding out, but like beauty is just this very different facet of like bringing Mm -hmm. my awareness of who God is and how present he is like Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's cool, Mm -hmm. that's cool, that's good. What are you inspired by? (sighs) Man, a lot of things, (laughs) nature for sure. As I kind of just talked about a little bit with beauty But I love the beauty in creation and nature around me. That is a huge source of inspiration. Um, I get very inspired by other people's creativity. So Mm, like I'm not a musician in the least bit, but yet if I hear an incredible songwriter or a person playing whatever instrument like in a way that I've not really seen before it makes me want to go and like do that thing yeah not necessarily that thing but like that process of creating and like Mm yeah um it's just very very inspiring to me to see others so I think that's probably another reason why Nashville was such a huge draw for me because there's so many people like creating so many different things and I was like wow like (laughs) the world is like so cool Mm -hmm. and full of these people that do these amazing beautiful creative things and Mm so Yeah. So other people being creative is a big inspiration. Yeah. Those are the first two things that kind of popped into my head.
0: A second ago, you talked a little bit about like being hesitant to accept payment for your work, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting to me when Mm -hmm. when when there's so much value Mm -hmm. in it. So what have you learned about the value of yourself, Mm. the value of your work, Mm -hmm. and how God sees that versus how maybe
2: other people see that? Oh, that's a big question. That's a big question. Wow. Okay. So I think part of it is going to be like, a respect and a love for myself, Mm. knowing that God created me with intention and purpose. It's been learning boundaries and knowing that Mm. I have an end of me, that I am not this endless Mm -hmm. thing that can just give or produce or fill in the blank. And so I think my whole process of discovery and willingness to be able to take payment has been tied up in like many facets of just like, me personally loving myself while respecting Mm -hmm. myself and knowing my limits as like a human bound to like time and, and needs like food and sleep and, you know, Mm -hmm. all those things. And so I think as I've come to know the smallness of myself and my Mm -hmm. limits, I can't just freely give to everybody. Like there's Mm -hmm. definitely times that I love to be able to do that, but in order to actually thrive and do what I'm called to do, Mm -hmm. I have to be able to like sustain that somehow. I have to be able to know where I end, Mm -hmm. um, and to set boundaries and have limits for myself. And so it's been, it's been a personal process more than anything. I feel than like a business of just like knowing like, this is how much I need to charge. And like, Those things are important, but I feel like I needed to discover first and foremost this part of just who I am as a human being to be able to instill those things. That's been a huge thing that has gotten me to the point of like, oh, no, when I like share my talent or share Mm. my knowledge or whatever it is, like those things are things that didn't just pop into being like I have worked, I have toiled, I have learned through very hard lessons, I have Um, Mm, Had others pour into me, I've spent time, money, energy, all the things to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And those things are like worthy of being paid (laughs) or like any other thing. Flipping burgers or taking out trash or writing a song that is shared with the entire world, like whatever it is, those things like don't just freely pop out of nowhere you got mm-hmm. to the point that you could create that thing or that you could like totally. move your body you know yeah. we were yeah. once <laughs> infants that couldn't even like control yeah. ourselves yeah. So. yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. That's, yeah that's uh that's important just knowing the value of yourself mm-hmm. and also i think recognizing that it has to come from a state of being and not mm-hmm. a state of doing yeah yes. so much of the time it's like oh i gotta do this mm-hmm. at least yeah. i know that's true in my own life it's yeah. like oh i've got this passion to do x so i'm gonna go pursue x right now Mm -hmm. and it's like well no that's not necessarily true like in my case it was audio engineering Mm. and it was like well i just jumped into that without really letting god grow that desire first Mm. um and that caused a lot of burnout that caused a lot of pain and um yeah yeah so that's that's good to hear Mm your Coming from a, a healthy spot in that. Yeah. Sure. It's taken some time for <laughs> oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was pretty unhealthy probably like five, six years ago yeah. Yeah. was the like big turning point for me where I was like, I can't keep living like this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I heard um, someone told me a story when I was kind of in the middle of a tough situation mm. in my career about value. Mm. And the story goes, there was a, a father who gifted his son a car mm. and told him that he had to sell it, but he could keep all the money. Mm so the son went to a mechanic and the mechanic offered him 2500 dollars for the car so the son went back to his father and his father said no that's not enough money Mm. you need to go somewhere else so he did and he went to a pawn shop and the pawn shop offered him about double that Mm. he went back to his father and his father said nope that's not enough that's not what it's worth Mm. and then the son went to a used car collector that specializes in rare vehicles Mm. and he offered him a hundred thousand dollars for the car Mm. and through that the father said you need to go where you're valued Mm. and when i was told that story i was kind of in the midst of not getting paid enough and working too hard and all this stuff and Mm. trying to figure out what i was going to do in life and it sunk in like man there's value in me Mm. i just have to figure out like if god placed this value in me That means somewhere in the world, someone's going to see it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now I got to figure out how I can offer my value to the person that sees that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that it goes into what your gift is Mm -hmm. with photography Mm -hmm. and creativity. And I think you have a gift in being personable and Mm -hmm. friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like you've really found that lane, (laughs) especially in the last couple of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what has... Been the most daunting challenge as
2: you started your own business. Oh, man. And found your value. <laughs> so I wouldn't have said this probably even like a month ago, hmm. but I'm realizing for the first time a year into officially doing this full time, mm-hmm. submitting my business to the Lord and letting him dictate what I'm gonna mm-hmm. do with it and how and when. Yeah. And I thought that I was always doing that previously. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have like six months ago been like, I'm already doing that, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But what I have come to realize is that although I have good ideas, if it's not the Lord asking me to step into that good idea, mm-hmm that's not for me. That's that's a no, like don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and true dependence on the Lord is me being able to bring everything while at the same time having the grace and the ability as a human given free will to like do what I see fit as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a balance between those two yeah. things of like wanting to submit and be like, Lord, like, is this the thing that I should step into? Yeah. What about this? Like, Bring me into alignment with the right clients and not mm-hmm. just like whoever. Yeah, it's you know, like the
0: balance of obedience and mm-hmm, empowerment.
2: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, I feel like after this first year, I've really learned how to make the Lord a priority of my every day. Mm-hmm. How to make the Lord a priority of what i'm doing with business like all these different things and i'm still not perfect at Mm -hmm. it like i still struggle to do that i still struggle Mm -hmm. to have my ducks in an order where it's like everything comes after him Mm -hmm. um and sometimes i get excited about something i rush into it without being like wait should i actually do this (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. amount of things Mm -hmm. i've like canceled and just not done because i was like the lord's blessing is not on this and Mm -hmm. what i try to manufacture and do in my flesh i'm gonna have to steward in my flesh Yeah, Ah, that's not worth it. Like when you experience the like divine empowerment and provision of the Lord for Mm -hmm. the things that he's called you to step into, not that it's not something that takes work, but there's a flow and an ease to it, even if it's hard and takes work, which is so much better than just like forcing my own agenda as good of an idea or thing as it might be. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's been the hardest thing for me to learn mm-hmm. and to continue to keep in check for myself literally every day and not even just on the days that I'm like working, but including like my Sabbath day, mm-hmm. the day that I am resting the yeah. day that I'm saying I've done enough. God, you are the provider of me. Mm-hmm. You sustain me. The reason why I was able even to work these past six days is because of you. Mm-hmm. So today is the day that I get to set aside and just pause and just like be present and thank you for who you are and mm-hmm. for what I was able to do. Yeah. So it's not just in the working, it's also in the resting. Mm-hmm. And so full full submission is the Yeah. the big one. That's good. I'm <laughs> still good. learning. And, uh,
1: <laughs> so that's definitely something I've struggled with too because mm. it's really easy to have a quiet time in the morning with yep. God and then Check. go off and do your whole day without him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And actually integrating my relationship with God with my work yes. has been one of the hardest things to learn and continually to learn yep. <laughs> throughout my faith. So what are some practices that you found mm-hmm. that help you integrate those two aspects?
2: Mm. Um, Simple discipline. For instance, one of the biggest game changers for me was Every night, unless it's a special, more rare occasion, mm-hmm. I'm in bed around 9 30, 9 45 mm-hmm. because I wake up at 5 30 in the morning. And I do that because one, I want to make sure I have enough sleep. But two, I want to be able to get up in the morning and make sure that I have plenty of time, that I'm not rushing through my mm-hmm. my time with the Lord. Yeah. My starting time with the Lord. Cause as we're talking about integrating, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Doing that has been such a huge shift in me and being able to continue to carry that throughout my day. Mm -hmm. And the days that I don't do that are the days that I'm less inclined to remember to think about it and to go to him like and incorporate him into my daily life and my Mm -hmm. work life and my personal life throughout the remaining hours I'm awake. So that has personally been like my biggest shift for doing Mm -hmm. that. And it's when that discipline isn't happening, like if I'm traveling a lot, if I'm just being lazy, if I'm making like bad choices or like when I'm when I'm sick, like obviously I don't Mm -hmm. have control over that. But like those things, when they knock me off of my track, that's Mm -hmm. when I start to see myself not be able to like operate with Mm -hmm. him consistently throughout my day. But even just trying to incorporate little things like prayer when I'm driving or Mm -hmm. like Instead of just turning on my favorite like pop artist to get myself pumped up, mm-hmm. like throwing on a worship song to be like, OK, God, like I'm excited to go do this thing now. But I first want to direct my attention to you and be yeah. like, mm-hmm. the reason why I'm able to go do this now is because of you. Yeah. So like, thank you. Um, so little things like that, too. But I think just the discipline of like mm. sleep and then starting my day with him first and foremost has been yeah huge, huge yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. It's crazy how
0: hard some of those practical steps can be sometimes. <laughs>
2: so rough. Yeah. So rough. So
0: a question, I think I asked this in a different episode with somebody, but I, mm-hmm. I'm curious on your perspective about it. Okay. Um, how have you balanced the things that you want to do and mm-hmm. the things that you know you need to do that you don't want to do?
2: Are you talking with work or with... Just like in life. In life in general. Yeah,
0: just like sometimes you know what needs to be done and you know Mm. like, well, I need to do the laundry or run this errand or all this stuff. And it's Mm. like, I really don't want to and I'm Mm. not going to. So how do you fight that
2: battle? Man. That's a great question. (laughs) I'm honestly like, I'm having to sit with it and think like, what is it that I do? um. I think small pieces over time Mm -hmm. I have personally found to be easier for me, not for all tasks. There's definitely tasks where I'm like, I need to probably set aside like a five hour span to get all these things done. Mm -hmm. But like, for instance, if I'm working from home when I need to just stop staring at the computer and take a break, I'll go switch out the laundry or wash the dishes or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, whatever it is. And so for me personally, I think breaking things up into smaller doses mm. really helps me rather than letting them stack up into like yeah. this tremendous thing that I have to mm. do. Yeah. But when that's not possible, if it's something that I'm not able to do that with and it's something that I have to do, even if I don't necessarily want to do it. Um, I honestly don't know if I have an answer to that. I don't okay. really know how I navigate that per se. I know that mm-hmm. I typically do it. There are definitely times that I've been able to like talk myself out of doing mm-hmm. something yeah. that yeah. I really need to do yeah. just because yeah. it's like, I really don't want to. So I'm yeah. going to yeah. like manipulate <laughs> myself to believe yep. that I don't have yep. to. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing too. But I think part of it being raised on a farm I have a work ethic that I feel like a lot of young people in these Mm -hmm. newer generations don't have because we're so technology and online based, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is amazing and incredible. But there's something about learning hard work with your hands and your physical Mm -hmm. body moving and having to commit to do something because otherwise like the animals aren't going to get fed or the Mm -hmm. house isn't going to be fixed or whatever it is that. Mm I feel like a lot of generations now have lost out on. So I think part of my ability probably is just from the way I was raised yeah. to like you do the hard things yeah. and you just do them. Yeah. And it's important. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I love what you said about the small steps. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important and yes. like something really useful for me as well. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I definitely... I've had a tendency to just let things pile up and like freak out at the last minute. Like I have all this stuff (laughs) to do now. It's going to take me a whole day, you know? Yeah. But I have found definitely where it's like, Oh, if I take this one chunk at a time, if I'm Mm -hmm. like writing this report and I just write it one section at a time, Mm -hmm. it'll get done, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not waiting till next week when the reports due to sit down and like, Oh God, I got to write. It's like (laughs) writing a paper in college, you know?
1: (laughs) Yep. procrastinate till the night before and then you're up on a Red Bulls. (laughs) That's great.
0: (laughs) It's really good for your uh, metabolism and body and all those (laughs) things. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Totally. Cool. Well, I have one more question. Yeah. Um, so you talked about growing up on a farm Yeah. and that's so cool (laughs) and interesting. (laughs) Um, what is a lesson that you learned on the farm that you can share with our listeners?
2: Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. Um, I think I'll kind of bunny trail off of what I was kind of saying before about Mm. working with our hands. I think I really got to see through weeding the garden, through helping with animals, through just maintaining land in general, the gift that is in work. Mm. Like work is not just solely for money and it's not just solely a thing that we Mm. as adults have to do. Right. Like When you think back to Adam and Eve, like even before the fall, like they were in charge of stewarding the earth, of working. And that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that it wasn't hard and challenging, but like work wasn't this like icky thing that we perceived. Like it was a gift that we got to partake in doing Mm. and something that the Lord bestowed on us. So I think through my years on the land and farming, I really saw the benefit of that because when you plant a tomato plant and you take care of it, and Mm -hmm. you weed it and you make sure the rabbits don't eat it before it's like ready to pick and like Mm -hmm. all these different things and then you finally get to pick it and eat it it's this like accomplishment and beautiful moment of like i did this like Mm -hmm. i got this thing to this point like no i didn't make it grow but i protected Mm -hmm. it and i like managed it you made Um, room for god to do the work exactly yeah and so there's that element of farming of working land of taking care of animals that you get to see the beauty unfold of what God originally gave us to do. And before it was like tainted by our like flaws and issues and just sin in the world. And so I think it gives a really beautiful picture of who, who we are truly yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah. the way life can be it doesn't have to be this like drudgery of like oh I'm going to work today I have yeah. to pay my bills today so I have to go do this so um, yeah that's so good thank you for sharing yeah. that mm-hmm.
1: where can people find you on socials and yeah. out in the world
2: so I am Alice May Photo on Instagram May is spelled M-A-E mm. and then my website is AliceMayPhotography.com so that's where you can find me.
1: Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah. and sharing your story. We uh, r- really appreciate you uh, just being open and honest with us. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah, we hope that uh, your story can encourage other people that have creative dreams and want to start a business or, you know, want to move to Nashville, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. So we're just excited that we get to share this. So yeah. thank you again, Alice, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This has been Asking for a Friend, and we will see you next time.
1: Bye, y'all. Bye. It's <laughs> is becoming my thing I say at the end of the podcast. Bye, y'all.
0: Because <laughs> I'm asking for a
1: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating and a comment to let others know that this is something worth listening to. We sincerely hope you can take some of these questions and the heart of this conversation back to your social circles. We really believe the world needs more authentic community and that starts with honest conversations in our close relationships. One last thing, we have a website now, So head on over to friends4a.com. That's friends4a.com for guest bios, resources, and our Venmo and Patreon links. We appreciate you taking the time to listen and hope you join us for the next episode. Bye, y'all.